Social media is a fantastic way to stay top of mind with your past clients, your sphere of influence, your friends, your family, everybody you know, and it's even good for generating new leads, but there is definitely an art to it. Welcome to the Savvy Agent Podcast, where we help real estate agents build a thriving business so they have financial freedom in their life without having to work 24-7. I'm your host, Heather Wright. Now let's get to it. On this episode, we're going over my best tips to make your social media more effective by being more productive, not wasting time, and catching the eyes of your ideal clients. I've put together seven tips for getting the most out of your social media, because I think social media is an excellent resource that every single agent should use to its maximum potential to pick up more business. So before we get too far into this, I just want to make it known that social media has its pros and cons. I do not fancy myself a social media influencer. I'm far, far from it. But I do think it is a valuable tool that gives every agent the opportunity to stay in front of their people. So if we're thinking about the pros and cons for social media, the pros are obviously that it's free. I mean, free is fantastic. Sometimes it's fun. It's easy to stay in touch with people you know, and it has superb exposure and visibility potential. The cons are there's a lot of platforms. It's not really that great for humanity, kind of turns normal people into egomaniac know-it-alls, and it can be a time suck of mind-numbing lack of productivity. Now, what I like to use social media for is to stay top of mind with the people that I know. And let's face it, people aren't as interested in real estate as we are. But knowing all of this, how can you make your social media work to your benefit without being super irritating, all real estate all the time. Like you still want to get engagement from people. How, how do you do that? How do you keep their attention so that they know you're the best choice to call when it's time to buy, sell, rent, make a move, whatever that is. Okay. So first of all, you should take the pressure off of yourself because you don't have to post every single day and you don't have to post to every single platform every single day either. I always recommend choosing one platform as your main platform. Facebook happens to be mine and I'll post two to three times a week. Sometimes it ends up being more if we have some sales that we get to uh, add to those posts, but we use those as filler on the days that we don't have posts. And I batch my content whenever possible. And what that means is that on Monday morning, I'll have an hour blocked off on my calendar where I only post social media for the rest of the week. That might be Monday motivation. It might be a list of open houses on Fridays. It might be a seller tip on Wednesday. It might be a buyer tip on Tuesday. So just mix it up thinking about what your audience is going to be interested in and how to pepper in your stellar skills as a real estate agent. What I have found is using a scheduler like Publer, and I'll put that uh, link in the show notes, but Publer I can post to a bunch of different platforms all at once. So I don't even have to log in to Facebook or Instagram to make my post. I just do it one time in Publer while I'm batching my content for the week and it saves a bunch of time. And I know that that responsibility is taken care of 
for the whole week. Now you can't schedule stories using Publer. I believe there are other services that you can do that. Or you could just save stories to be the one thing that you do on the fly or not at all. I rarely post stories, but using a little technology and a little scheduling and a little thinking about it in advance will save you a lot of time and your content will be out there for the week and it will do the work for you while you're multitasking on something else. Now, point number two is that people are more interested in you than they are in real estate. So posts that are a photo of you or of your team or a story about you or your listing or your closing, it's you that they like. It's nice to have tips and it's nice to have links to articles and it's nice to have all of the things that we have. But if you could include more of yourself into your posts without being that egomaniac that we talked about earlier, but just share a little bit more personal you stuff, then I think that you'll find that people will engage more with those posts. So an example of that would be a picture of you outside of a new listing, a video of you. You could do a buyer tip and it could be a video. You could do a funny story that happened to you today while you were out showing houses and maybe include some photos of you experiencing that funny story or a video of you telling that funny story. It's really that simple. You don't have to make it any more complicated than what it actually is. Just share more of you. Number three, include some context with your posts. So sometimes people send me things and they don't tell me why they sent it to me. Just the other day, I got a voice a four minute voice message. And I said, what, what is this? What is this? What, what? I don't have four minutes to listen to this. What you have to tell me what you, what is this? <laughs> and she said, oh, it's about the vaccine. It's crazy. Okay. Well, I definitely don't have four minutes to listen to anything about that. So the context of what the message was about told me everything I needed to know. So if you're sharing, please don't share anything about the vaccine. Stop it. (laughs) But if you're sharing an article, maybe you saw something on the realtor magazine and you're like, oh, this is great. And maybe it's about staging tips. And so you share the article, but you don't give any context. Like you don't add anything to the post. So it's just another article in the feed. And so people aren't really going to know why you are sharing that. Like, why are you sharing it? Is it because you think it's, I think tip number three is really good. And I recommend this to all of my clients. Like, what is the meaning and the clarity that you want people to get from whatever it is that you're sharing? You know, if you just posted a picture of you in front of a house, that's cool. But what's happening here? is, is this your house? Is it a house you're selling? Is it a house you're showing? Like, mm, is it an ugly house? Is it a pretty, like, what are people supposed to, they need to know more information before they can make a judgment of whether it's something that they're interested in or not. So definitely include your context. Number four, recycle your content. The content that we real estate agents have is amazing, but it's also kind of one and done. So when you post something that's awesome, well, could you make that a blog post? Could you include it in your newsletter? If you send a newsletter, could you maybe share a link 
to the newsletter onto your social. If it's really amazing content, what, why not do a YouTube video? All those YouTube videos you have, why not share them on social? Cross post and recycle. And don't ever worry that your audience is going to see your content too much because the algorithms are going to make sure that that doesn't happen. You can, you can bet that about 10% of your followers are going to see your content and it's not always the same 10%. It's different 10%. The more engagement that you have with your content, then it will show to more than the 10%. Like you'll get a boost in engagement organically, but like the same people aren't seeing the same posts all the time. They're getting a variety of things in their feed. Okay. Tip number five, don't post a bunch of salesy shit. Okay. So what is salesy shit? <laughs> I think, you know, the, do you know what your home is worth? Click here and get an instant home valuation. That's salesy shit. Do you know how much your home is worth? I can come over this weekend and tell you how much. Just let me know if you want a free market analysis. Salesy shit. I can't find houses for my buyers. Do you know anybody who blah, 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 blah. That's not as bad salesy shit, but it is still salesy. So you just can't do that all the time. And I know it's necessary to do that some of the time. But if you can keep your salesy shit to 20% of your posts, then it's going to work out better for you and your audience, because then you're not going to be the real estate agent who's trying to sell them something all the time because people avoid that person. Also keep in mind that most social media platforms want your audience who is their audience. They want their audience to stay on their platform. So if you were to share a link to a YouTube post on Facebook, well, Facebook is probably not going to give that post as much organic juice as they would a photo of yourself because it's a link going off of Facebook. That's why Instagram makes it really hard to get a link to get off of Instagram. So just keep that in mind and don't post a bunch of links all the time because they're going to go nowhere pretty fast. Now that doesn't mean that you won't post something with a link that could go viral. That's certainly possible, but a general rule of thumb is that each social media platform wants their audience to stay on that platform. And if you encourage them to go off the platform by sharing a link, then it's entirely possible that that's not going to get the organic reach that you want. So just keep that in mind. Okay. Number six, think about what your audience would be interested in and what are the things that you could help deliver content on that they would be interested in and spend time curating content around that. So what I mean by that is I personally could care less about sports. Sorry. I'm not a sports fan. I know the basics of sports. If I'm invited to a game, I can play along. I was an athlete in my youth, but I am not interested in it as an adult. So if I started giving content around football or high school games, or like, and I, I can't even think of any examples because it just makes me so uncomfortable it's going to make my audience uncomfortable too. So if I all of a sudden tried to become the uh, Iowa state football expert, that's not going to go off very well because people are going to see right through that. 
and it's not going to work. Now, if there's a big game like the Iowa, Iowa state game, and maybe there's a tailgate, I could talk about that. Cause like there's food and drinks and you know, that's my jam. So what are people in your audience interested in that also interests you? And can you curate content around that? For example, what are the top 10 places to get pizza in your town or coffee or brunch or romantic dinners or the best steak in town? What are the best bike trails? Maybe sports is your jam. What are the, what are the best tailgates to go to? See, I don't even know these examples. What are the best, the best resources to get tickets to whatever game? Like you should know this content. I don't know it, (laughs) but what would your audience be interested in that is also your jam and how can you create curate content around that? Because if it interests you and it interests them, it's a win-win the whole way around. Okay. My last tip, number seven, if you subscribe to a service that posts the same vanilla social media content on your page, as well as 200,000 other real estate agents, try to at least add your own personality to it. Obviously, I'm a proponent of doing your own marketing in your own voice. There are a lot of done for you services that will just copy and paste the same post to 200,000 agents pages. But if you have the opportunity, at least add your own personality to it. Look at the content before it's posted, change it up if you can, just add your personal flair. The goal isn't to just get it done. The goal is to remind your audience that you are their best choice. And it's hard to be highlighted as the best choice when it appears as though you're the same choice as everyone else and having the same exact content as everyone else. Well, that makes you the same, not the best, right? So there you go. Those are my seven tips to get more from your social media. And honestly, it's getting more from your social media in less time because most of these tips, you don't even need to go on social media. You just create the content and post it using Publer or another uh, scheduler, for example, and then, then it's done. It's all set for the week. So hopefully that helps you feel a little bit more confident about what steps to take to tackle your social media and start generating content that's going to generate leads for you. Now you're going to post things and they're not going to get hundred likes. They might get one, like they might get no likes. And just remember, this is not a game of likes. It's a game of staying top of mind with your clients. And social media is just one way to stay top of mind with your clients. If you still need a little extra help with your social media, I've got you covered. Visit visibleagent.co where you can download the Visible Agent Inspiration Bank. There's more than 500 content prompts to help you attract your ideal client. That includes seller content, buyer content, local content, content to help them get to know you, holidays, a whole lot more. You'll never find yourself wondering, what am I going to post on social media today? Those days are over. Visit visibleagent.co. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.